Welcome to the Chat With Your Kids podcast. I'm Marcy. And I'm Alex. And we're here to help you tackle the biggest topics through little chats with the kids in your life. Welcome back to another episode of Chat With Your Kids podcast. Today, the topic of the week is chat with your kids about their other parent. So we were thinking of topics for the week and uh, I remembered working with a client actually and they were I was just asking them about their family relationships and everything and they said something about how like they know that they can go to their mom for whatever and to their dad for whatever but it was very specific and distinct things and I just thought it was really interesting I mean I've heard other people say that as well but I've just been reflecting on um, as we're trying to raise two young kids um, how they are very adept at getting what they want or need (laughs) and so they can very quickly learn that kind of information like oh when I want this I go to mom when I want this I go to dad Um, and we've been talking about how is it that we how can we have a united front work together interact with our kids so that we can be consistent and like I don't know just Help, yeah. help our kids have like a healthy relationship with both of us because it would be honestly there's sometimes where like marcy has a boundary that i don't necessarily want to uphold and i'm sure the same is true the yeah. other way around sometimes um not always but it happens and there's sometimes where it would be really easy to just say like ah yeah your mom just whatever she's being weird about yeah. that like just forget about it but i don't want to do that because it undermined marcy Mm-hmm. Um, and it and, has like an impact on the relationship. I even like yeah. as we're talking about this, I feel like there's like, tell me if you agree or disagree. There's kind of like almost like three different relationships. There's like the relationship with one parent, the relationship with the other parent, and the relationship with their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. um, yeah, which I think is like kind of interesting that there's so many different dynamics going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want to dive into that today, how to chat with your kids about their other parent. And so. we also want to acknowledge too at the outset that there are so many possible situations you might find yourself in. So maybe like you're partnered, um, married or not married, maybe you are divorced or bereaved, um, or... There's just a there's, lot of different there's a lot. situations. I mean, and each yeah. of those has like so many different iterations. It could be mm-hmm. like there's so many different possibilities. But yeah, we so want... like obviously there's like what we have to say today um, might not perfectly apply to every situation, but take what works and what matches your situation and where you're at. There is one situation that we want to just acknowledge right out front is like maybe your child's other parent is not a safe person. Um, And obviously in that situation where they are a danger to you or to your child, then um, you make the choice that's best for your safety and your child's safety. And there is like you, you know, you're doing the right thing by just making this choice that is safest for your kid. And so in those kinds of situations, what we have to say today may not be as applicable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that, we'll start with reflection questions, which is like, what is your relationship with your child's other parent? Like Alex mentioned, um, are you married? 
Are you divorced? Were you never married? Are you co-parenting? Um, there's a lot of different situation. And then kind of as a follow-up to that is how is it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the big, the reason for asking that question is may seem super obvious, but maybe it's something that you reflect on, but um, I think reflecting on it specifically can help us when we parent because the way that we are experiencing the relationship with this other person um, is going to bleed through in our interactions with our kids in one way or another. It's maybe how we talk about the other person um, or like even just the feelings that we have if that person's name comes up or if we interact with them in some way or the kid mentions them. Um, Like children are extremely, I've said this so many times, but it's so true. Like children are extremely emotionally perceptive and we, I hear adults all the time talking about kids in front of them or like saying things and assuming that kids don't listen or understand. And even if children don't really understand the exact words that we're saying, they pick up on the feelings behind them so readily. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think the thing that we miss sometimes. So just, um, reflecting on this can help us be more aware that when this person or this relationship comes up, I'm going to have this feeling about it. And it could be good, right? It could be in, you know, if things are going well, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but just you like know, reflecting and being aware, like maybe it's, go. maybe it's mostly good and there's some annoyance or sadness yeah. or disappointment or loss or whatever. Um, yeah. and so it's good to just pay attention to all that. To think about it and like how it's coming up. So the other question also kind of feels pretty obvious given the topic. Um, but as we were talking about this, we're like, this is something that is important to reflect on and you may not always take a step back and think about. So it is. How do you talk about your child's other parent in front of or directly to your child? And I think this one is, like, it seems obvious, but it may just not be something we always think about. In fact, I think in situations where maybe you are co-parenting or you're not together, that may force you to, like, talk about this more or think about this more. Right. Um, and maybe be a little bit more intentional than if maybe you are in, like, a marriage and you know you live together and you're with each other all the time um so yeah just taking a step back and thinking hmm like how do I talk about that person in front of my kids and how is that impacting their relationship Mm -hmm. so how do you talk about me in front of our kids Alex (laughs) (laughs) depends on whether you're around (laughs) we'll get into that in a minute (laughs) we've actually been talking about this a little bit yeah um, and then, yeah, a follow-up question. We were thinking about, like, how can we understand, like, how our child is perceiving, um, the relationship or the other parent or whatever, but it's really hard to tell, like, what exactly they're thinking, but definitely what they say about the other person, um, can be an indicator. So, like, are they, do they speak, like, lovingly? about that parent? Do they want to spend time with them? Um, Do they want to show that other person the things that they're interested in? You know, or do they tell mean jokes about them? They, I mean, obviously sometimes kids say things like you're dumb or you're mean or you're stupid, but Mm -hmm. like when they're frustrated or angry, but like, how are they talking on average? uh, Yeah. And like, that's what I'd say. Cause I would say like, if your kid 
has ever said you're stupid or you're mean or I hate you. Like, welcome to parenthood. <laughs> That's, like, pretty normal. Yeah. But, like Alex said, like, on an average, right? If they're mad, they're frustrated, you're not letting them go out with their friends, you gave them a blue cup instead of a red cup, anything can bring these <laughs> feelings out, right? Um, those things will happen. But, yeah, like, taking more of just, like, that average of, like, what is the more consistent way they talk about that person and that can give you some good information. Um, and then the last question, um, because we love to help you reflect on your past and your childhood <laughs> here with these reflection questions, is how did your parents talk about each other and what impact did that have on your relationships? Um, and that may even, as you think about that, you may realize that maybe you are repeating some of the same patterns that happened in your household for better or for worse right um but just kind of seeing like what was modeled for you as a kid and it's interesting because Alex and I both have very different like family dynamics like we talked about at the you know the beginning of the episode that every family looks a little different so my parents met when they were in high school and have been together uh, ever since um so they yeah they've been in a relationship with each other for a really long time <laughs> and that's kind of what I knew growing up yeah and then my mom um and my birth father divorced pretty early in my life just like a few months before I was born actually and then uh I had a stepdad who I felt very close to but he passed um a few years after he and my mom married so um parental relationships there just wasn't a lot of time for them to be modeled mm -hmm. in my life um so we just have like very different experiences so it's something i'm we like talk a tabula about. rasa in this example <laughs> you just <laughs> a have a little slate. bit of everything right <laughs> gotta experience a little bit of everything i guess um yeah so those are our reflection questions any other anything else to say about those no. Cool. Well, then we will move on to the meat and potatoes. Some information on chatting with your kids about their other parent. Yeah, so there's kind of a few ways to look at this, and it a lot of it depends on your situation. But um, one of the reasons why it's important to think about this and to consider like how we approach talking about the other parent with their children is that it can really help in terms of having a united front. This isn't the only reason, but it really does help with, um, I guess, a lot of things with our children, like um, helping with behavior management, um, consistency, um, which helps kids like there's like a predictable outcome, right? Like if they, they know go... know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and that can help create structure and security for the child. Um, it can model like healthy communication um, with the parents and the children and also between the parents as well. So like an example is there's a lot of times where, I don't know, Everett's into this the past year or so, he'll say, hey, dad, well, okay, it's kind of changed anyway. 
about a year ago when he was younger, he'd say, like, hey, Dad, can Bob, can I do whatever? Like, can I have some candy when we get home? Mom said I could. And I'd say, did Mom say that you could? Is that just, I just want to check in. And he would say, like, yeah, of course. And so I'd just tell him, like, okay, I trust you. I'm just going to check in with Mom just to make sure. He'd always be like, no, 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 don't ask her. So at first, <laughs> at first, but then he, he started he started doing the work beforehand, and so he would confirm with you first. And then when I would ask, I'd tell him I'd confirm. He'd say, yeah, go ahead and ask her. That's yeah, true. He, like, learned. <laughs> so he learned. But I think that's, like, great. He help. was like, oh, like, there's, like, that consistency or follow-through. Like, he actually, like, oh, my parents talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just pull one over or whatever. Yeah. Phrases. <laughs> pull one over, pull the wool over their eyes. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think that is, like, a really good example of just, like, really just, like, backing each other up, right? Like, um, there's things in parenting that we may not always see eye to eye on, and that's why, um, here's a plug for chat with your kids, and <laughs> the chat with your kids model is, like, having these conversations beforehand as parents can really, really help long-term, right? So that's why, ideally... Both parents would listen to this podcast, go through the reflection questions so you can talk about it together. Like, how do we want to approach drugs with our kids? How do we want to approach, like, X, Y, or Z, right? Because at least you've, like, had that exposure and it's not in the moment. Like, I hate how you're handling this, like, right? It's like you've been able to talk about it beforehand. But obviously, so many things come up and you're not always able to talk about it beforehand, right? Um, And time pressure, like, especially if you're both working or something or... Even if you're not, I mean, life is very busy. Yeah. So obviously we kind of said this at the beginning, obviously there's situations where there's like safety. um, And so obviously in those situations do what's like safest and best for the health of your child. But, um, you know, besides those kinds of situations, uh, choosing to like have each other's back. (laughs) Um, And so that you, yeah, like Alex said, you can provide that like consistency for your kids, modeling healthy communication, um, and just like letting them know that this is like a family system, right? And that their parents are communicating. Um, and, and obviously like you don't need to do it in like a snotty way, you know, like a very like open and communicative way. Like, oh, like I, you know, it sounds like dad said that we're not going out with friends tonight and, um, we can talk about his reasons and why he feels that way tonight. I'm curious to know, you know, why he feels that way, but I want to support him in that decision. And let's, you know, talk as a family to decide what we're going to do tonight because we're not going out with friends or whatever, right? So, like, modeling that, like, communication and support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just a, a concept from, like, family therapy, which I think is relevant here, is the concept of triangulation. So it's where when you have family, a family system like this, um, one member of the family system can start to like pit other members of the family system against each other uh, in order to like leverage the situation and get what an advantage. And it sounds very manipulative when you say that from the perspective of a child, it's not like they're being malicious and Mm -hmm. like trying to thwart the happiness of the family. But um, like, And so I don't mean to say that in like a a mean way or like, but that is basically what's happening, right? Like children will do this very readily. They're just smart and are trying to find 
ways to get what they want. Um, and that doesn't mean they're bad. It's just how it is. Um, but it can be maybe malicious from the parent. You know, sometimes if we have hurt feelings or anger or resentment towards the other parent, we can start to triangulate. We can leverage in subtle ways, maybe more overt. Sometimes we can leverage the child against the parent or whatever. Um, and so that's what like we're talking about here is like how to avoid that triangulation. Mm-hmm. And I think like a big disclaimer too here is like, this doesn't mean you need to pretend that your relationship is perfect. Like actually, please don't do that. <laughs> right. That's yeah, not healthy for kids at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's so important that kids see their parents disagree and that parents don't always get along and like that's really important but we can model like healthy disagreement and healthy conversation and discourse so like I think an example of like what Alex is saying with like you know like a non-example of maybe what you wouldn't want to do is like your dad is such a grouch and he didn't want to get season tickets to the theme park because he is a killjoy <laughs> right like okay not an example. Don't do that. <laughs> but what you could say is like, you know what? Your dad and I, uh, you know, we have a budget for how we want to spend our money. And he thinks that we could spend it differently or something like kind of like model that. And you could like it's involve... important for us to make big decisions. Yeah, it's like important. on the same page. Exactly. Yeah. Like okay. It's important for us to make decisions together. And again, and... this is excluding manipulative, unsafe yeah. situations. <laughs> but just, yeah. So like it's important for us to make decisions together and so we're not going to buy the theme park tickets yet because I want to make sure that dad and I both feel good about it or like um, he has some really good reasons and I do, you know, understand or support where he's coming from. I don't know, like kind of modeling that. I don't know if that was a great example. but Yeah, well, okay. I guess on the same note. So I am aware of certain situations where so there's kind of like two problems here like one is that you could totally bash the other parent like let's say a divorce went poorly like the relationship ended well there was like some dishonesty or something i don't know something happens really bad um and like it'd be so easy to just trash that other parent mm-hmm. um that that could be like, but and you like could, to your friends, go ahead and do it. Yeah, <laughs> like there's places where you should be able to do that, right? If someone's right, just not to your kids. But that could that could also be go get like blown out of proportion too, where like the trashing becomes like, exaggerated in some way, like um, or whatever, or maybe like the relationship ended. It wasn't really so bad, but you share all the bad things to justify why the relationship ended. So that mm-hmm. you can have some peace with it or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one kind of problem. Um, there's another kind of problem where, like, maybe the relationship ended poorly or something bad happened or whatever. It doesn't Maybe the relationship didn't end, but, like, something happened in the marriage that was really bad and you kind of stuck it through. But, like, everyone kind of pretended that nothing ever happened and kind of, like, honestly lied about it and just pretended that everything was hunky-dory and good. Later, when that information comes out, that's going to be a different kind of hurt for the child. Like, I'm familiar with several instances, just people that I'm acquainted with that um, have experienced that. And it it's hurtful in a different kind of way. But mm-hmm. usually, like, 
when they're adults, these things come out and they, then they feel like a deep mistrust towards the people that hid that information from them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, there's like, we should two do ki- an episode on that. Like chat with your kid about like family secrets or something. You know what I mean? Oh, Not yeah. like secrets though. They shouldn't be secrets, but like right. family. Right. Yeah. Well, that is an episode. We are, episode, we yeah. are planning an episode, like chat with your kids about your past. Right. Right. And so I think that would like fall into that. So more on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, but I think to just to your point that there's something about, like, we shouldn't be dishonest or, like, covering things up or hiding things in our efforts to be, like, more neutral or measured in the way that we talk to our children. We should be honest and realistic, mm-hmm. um, but we should be aware that the tone and the emotions behind what we're saying communicate something to the child Mm -hmm. and we should try to communicate as much as possible. I think the feelings of like safety and stability, like teamwork, Mm -hmm. um, optimism, hope to the extent possible. Yeah. Well, I think there's like, I think part of it is just even the language. Like there's a difference between like name calling, like, Oh, your mom is a liar. And, like, yeah, telling the truth, right? Like, your mom really hurt me, and I know she loves you, but um, right now it's hard for me to trust her. Or You know what I mean? Like, those are totally different, but you can still tell the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the name-calling just isn't productive, even though it might feel good. And I want to clarify something I said earlier when you were like when I was like go ahead and trash talk to your friends or whatever (laughs) I think like there's like a caveat right like if you're in a divorce and somebody treated you poorly you should like deserve to like be able to talk about your experience in a healthy and safe outlet whether that's like therapy or whatever if you know probably not to your kids I do think if you are married or in a relationship it's best not to like trash talk your partner (laughs) in a public setting like with your friends because that will have negative impacts on your relationship and that um obviously it's hard to parent when you're you know in a struggling relationship so just a little caveat there (laughs) just like i'm not giving you like full just like go bash your spouse in every (laughs) setting available if that makes sense we can yeah (laughs) (laughs) So you don't bash me to all your friends? I don't. Okay. <laughs> um, just my therapist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, okay, so some other ways this can show up is that maybe you are observing the other parent interact with your child and something's happening and you might have a different way of dealing with the situation and so you might want to step in and like i don't know this happens Save all the, the time day. Yeah. yeah just like oh i want to make it easier for you or i know how to do this or whatever mm-hmm. um you could do that but it will probably undermine the parents like authority in the situation and if that's not your goal, which... And it could harm the relationship with the other parent and the child, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, this parent doesn't know how to help me, but mom always does. So I'm just like only ever going to trust her to comfort me, you know? Um, 
which I like as we're talking about this, like we both do this to each other. Yeah, no, there's like it's so of... hard to like not, you know, especially if you're like you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, they just want this, or like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can see what the person in the moment doesn't see, but there may be a healthier way for your relationship with your partner and for their relationship with their child in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Which is? <laughs> so, Maybe approaching... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, like, approaching the situation, and you can address both parties, but um, instead of just steamrolling the situation, like, oh, like, grabbing the child, giving them their teddy bear, or, you know, if it's, like, a teenager, or whatever. I don't know. Instead of being the hero, swooping in and saving the day, what you could do is instead communicate hey how can i help or do you need my support so first just see because the other parent might say like uh yeah thank you (laughs) like i really do right and sometimes that is like you know but the other parent might be like actually i've got this right and then your job is to let them handle it and it might look different than how you would handle that and what a gift to your child that then they learn another way to soothe or comfort or problem solve, right? Like there is a benefit to having multiple people support. Or maybe they don't need you to take over the situation, but they might say, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> like, do you know what he's wanting? And you're like, yeah, he wants whatever to watch the show or whatever. Um, so there's like a couple of different ways that this could go. Um, but I think a really good way is just to ask, how can I help? Yeah, so however you approach it, I think the important thing is to follow up and just debrief with your partner that, you know, whether or not you intervene in the situation, because you might just decide like, hey, I'm just going to see how this plays out, and then we can talk about it later. But this is true in all sorts of things in a partnership, right? Like you, there's all sorts of things that we do this in. But um, yeah, it's really important with kids because there's a few reasons why debriefing after is good. One, you learn more about your partnership which can help in future situations, gives you a chance to chat with your partner about how you're parenting. Um, and then it sets you up to maybe chat with your kid about your partner at some point, right? Like um, maybe after you debrief with your partner, you realize that like you agreed or at least agreed with, or at least understood the reasons they had for doing, for intervening in whatever way they were. And you can kind of support that decision to your kid. Mm-hmm. after the situation um, or you can at least understand so if something like that comes up again you know how your partner would respond and you could back them up mm-hmm. and I think it's it is like it's helpful because like sometimes we have conversations right where we'll like talk about something and like we will be honest with each other like yeah, that wasn't your best parenting moment and we'll like give feedback to each we other just had like one earlier. we just had one earlier <laughs> today right like like and then you can, like, give feedback, like, you know, what I usually do in that situation is this. Or, like, so you can, like, help each other instead of, like, oh, just rely on me to take over. And, like, you can give them the tips of, like, what helped. And there's obviously, like, so much nuance to this, right? Like, sometimes kids just reach an age or, like, developmentally they, like, have a preferred parent. Or, you know, like like we said, there's, like, three different relationships, like, you do have this unique relationship with your child, but 
debriefing and talking about and just kind of like reviewing the game film can just it can be like a great um just like strategy to help you improve your parenting like if we do it in other things like sports <laughs> then like why couldn't we just do it and obviously you don't like well some people have cameras in their house but like you know just like reviewing the situation like <laughs> I guess you could <laughs> review, review game the film. game film and like make it like a whole thing. Could be fun. <laughs> could be fun. Maybe we should get cameras in our house. <laughs> I don't know if I want to review my poorer moments. I know. Not that I closely. Know. <laughs> it's so true. So like we mentioned earlier, it is important to model having healthy disagreements, right? Like you're not you really are not doing your kids any favors if they think that their parents never fought that's going to be a rude awakening when they enter a relationship and it is not perfect yeah, give up on the relationship too early yeah. you feel discouraged or they're like this isn't how it was for my parents and you're like no it was <laughs> they just fought when you weren't around right like mm-hmm. um and not even fought like i don't feel like we like fight a lot but we disagree a heck of a lot (laughs) yeah 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 we're very different people yeah but one other than just other than romantic (laughs) partnerships disagreeing is a part of life like we're not we're just not going to get along with there's so many situations that we disagree with people on we you and i went to get uh, an id card for you at the university remember and oh yeah we ended up (laughs) like just it was a casual conversation with somebody we ran into we didn't know the person but they, we ended up. They Needless were so. To say we disagreed with her. <laughs> they were so disagreeable. It was. I was. We talked about it after because I was like, I didn't. There was no need for us to have such strong feelings about. It's like random. They weren't even. They were random topics. Like they. It wasn't heated topics about anything. Anyway. Um. So anyway, disagreements part of life. And yeah. Being able to manage those situations is important, and having like the the testing grounds being in the family where hopefully there's. Um, like strong enough bonds that disagreements don't become so large that they Snowball. damage their relationship yeah. permanently. Um, that's great. Yeah, and I think it's have. so healthy for a kid to see, like, oh, I can disagree or have a different opinion than my parents and still be like loved and accepted. Like, oh, in our family, um, it's okay to state an opinion or like, you know what I mean? Because that will also be a future episode of like disagreeing because newsflash like yeah even your kids you're gonna have you're gonna see things differently or whatever so and there's well this is maybe for the other episode (laughs) there's the temptation as the parent to control and say like but i'm the parent what i say goes as long as you live in my house this is how it is there's some obviously situations where it comes down to like Like, safety or health or whatever like sometimes it's necessary but it can't be that way for everything mm-hmm. or even most things, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway. So, and I think that's like good to model with like your, you know, child's other parent, whether you're in a, you know, committed relationship or maybe you've separated for them to see you having like healthy arguments or disagreements. So, some things that you can do is like obviously always showing respect, like we talked about taking out name calling um, to the best of your ability. It's not always easy, but like, remaining calm in the way you like hold yourself so like not tensing your body not raising your voice but having like a discussion um 
And so some things you can do is, yeah, showing respect, listening to each other's, right? Asking questions like saying like, I'd like to share my feelings on the topic and I'd like to hear what your opinion is as well. So like sharing yours, listening to theirs, using I feel statements or, you know, use to share your emotions. As opposed to like, well, you did this or you said that. Or yeah. like saying, I feel I feel blank. confused when you changed your mind last minute about our plans this weekend. I felt sad when I feel discouragement, right? So using I feel statements to model labeling emotions. And it's just good communication <laughs> um, in general. So like it's kind of like a dual thing. Like one, this is just a better way to disagree with your partner. And then two, it's better like modeling when... You're disagreeing in front of your kids. And some disagreements are better behind closed doors. Like, please don't air out all your dirty laundry in front of your kids all the time. Like, some things just do in their sleep or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's okay for them to disagree. But don't disagree. hide all disagreements. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, problem solving, um, modeling. So compromise is one potential outcome. But there's a variety of possible outcomes. There's also, like, win-win situations yeah. where having the disagreement helps you realize that there's a way for both of you to like gain something from the disagreement. Mm-hmm. There are compromises. There's sometimes where you have to be neutral about something, at least for a time and not like maybe it literally is you agree to disagree for the time being like, Oh, we probably shouldn't talk about this right now. Cause I get too well, heated. Yeah, or we're not whatever. in a good spot to have this conversation, but we'll come back to it later. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's good, especially in those kinds of situations that, if you if there was like a disagreement or an argument that your kid does witness some sort of like resolution or making up or like um and you and another thing like going back to the debriefing with something like that i think it would be great you, obviously in the moment if feelings are still like tense or whatever you don't do it immediately but like debriefing with your kid and you can do that all together like hey you were around when, like, we were kind of having an argument earlier. Do you have any questions? We want you to know, like, we're doing good. We love each other. This is just part of life. <laughs> Sometimes we don't always agree or, um, you know, whatever. I was just thinking. <laughs> Sometimes Everett will tell us if we're having, like, a disagreement or, like, if, if I'm having a bad day, he'll be like, it's part of life, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's like his favorite thing. It's like, yeah, don't it's worry about it. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing is that we've been talking a lot about disagreements or when things don't go well, but it's also good that in our attempt to be like honest and realistic, that we also show affection and give compliments um, and show affection in a variety of ways it could be. I don't know. The The five love languages thing is a little bit, um, maybe it's an accessible example. I don't know yeah. if there's exactly only five love languages, but, but they're it's good. A nice yeah. And everyone knows them. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But yeah, like maybe some of those are more natural to you than others, but trying to use a variety, right, to help one, nurture your relationship, but two, also just model like different ways of showing love and care. Um, yeah, like I think sometimes our kids and sometimes I think we're like so busy parenting (laughs) that maybe like you do, like if you are married or in like a committed relationship, like 
you may probably likely do show affection to each other and have, you know, a lot of positive connection moments. But so maybe that is more often when you're on date night or, at, you know, when your kids go to bed or whatever, right? Um, because, like, in during the day, you're, like, in the trenches parenting and it's, like, hard to remember to be, like, to give that compliment, right? But it's so important that our kids, like, see that, right? That... And yeah, like in whatever way it is, like maybe you are someone who you love to hold hands and you like let your kids see that Um, or, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes we just hug each other and tell our kids that we love each other. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's silly maybe, but. But I think it's it's good for them to see that and yeah. Yeah, it's not silly. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Yeah, it's not silly, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then like this is, I still think, true but different obviously if you and your kids parent are like not together so again um you don't have to say you love them if you don't love them right um you don't have to make up good things either no exactly and like we've talked about there's situations where there just may not be anything good to say but um just in the realm like the best possible way to again like avoiding um like saying disses or like hateful things name calling and then when you can like even if it's just like the smallest things like oh like your dad always remembers to pack everything you need when you know you come to my house or whatever like I I, that was very responsible or like just whatever is like accessible to you you don't need to go out of your way to like yeah make something up but just making those positive observations in front of your child All right, well, so some ideas for how you might start the chat, start the conversation. Um, One is just you can just tell a positive story or just tell like a positive experience you've had with the other parent. So it could be like, um, you know, your mom is such a loving person. I was having a tough morning and she took some extra time just to help me get ready and show me love um, and it helped start the day right for me. Just something simple like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that example. I love that example. <laughs> that from your life. Um, <laughs> yeah, like sharing a positive story and then you could even ask like a question like oh, like how do you know mom loves you or like, you know, if you want to like continue the conversation and I think like you mentioned earlier like situations with clients and I like I really do think as we've been talking throughout this episode like just so many situations with clients who like kids who just have heard terrible things about their parents from the other stabilizing yeah Yeah. which again like it is a fine line to toe of like it's okay to tell the truth right you don't need to keep the truth from your kids but just that balance um is important yeah Yeah. um another conversation starter is like repairing so maybe you've been listening to this episode and you're like oh i haven't been the best in this department um that is fine like honestly we every time we make a mistake as a parent which is constant (laughs) it is like such an awesome opportunity because you can just use that to start the conversation Um, and sometimes those are the most powerful or impactful conversations when you 
own that you maybe haven't done something right. So it might be something like, you know what? I, I just want to talk to you. I have been teasing dad a lot lately and I've been saying some kind of mean things about how he's a Grinch about Christmas time or whatever it is, right? And I, you know what? Your dad and I are partners and we are a team and I support him and I don't want to talk mean about him. He's my family and family and family, we build each other up or something like that, right? So um, don't even worry about it if you're like, there's no need to feel guilty if you haven't done the best of this, it is a great opportunity to repair and start such a good conversation. Yeah, we always need to anyway, no yeah. matter how good of parents we are. So Yeah. Um, and the last thing is you could start a conversation with your partner. So maybe something from the episode today has caught your attention. So you've been thinking about it or it stood out to you. Um, use that as a conversation starter like hey i was listening to this podcast this thing came up i realized that maybe sometimes i get annoyed when you blah 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 or you know it made me think like what do you think about disagreeing in front of our kids like do you think it's okay like how how would we disagree in front of our kids Mm -hmm. something like that yeah or like when you're handling a tantrum, what's the best way I can support you? Or, yeah, just whatever. Or share the whole episode and say, hey, uh, listen to this episode of this great podcast. Let's talk about it together and have great conversations. <laughs> um, shameless plug. Shameless plug, always. So that is kind of the the end of the episode. We're here. Um as always, we're so grateful that you joined and that you're listening and that you're sharing the podcast. Please continue to share the podcast through social media or just texting it, sending it to a friend or a partner. Um, the, yeah, just getting the word out about the show means the world to us and we really appreciate it. So that is the end of this episode and until next time, enjoy chatting with your kids.